the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is, I hope you know by now, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions. Today with Paul in studio, relationship questions, anything and everything that's on your heart. All you need to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340 340- 9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner top of the screen. Everything else will be hands-free and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. We're excited for your calls. Paula, welcome to the program. Thank you. I got to say at the beginning, I said I would say it every day this week. We're going on vacation. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Uh, All my stuff is on the guest bedroom bed and and it's ready to go. And so what I'll do is I'll I'll look over it and maybe, you know, kind of weed out a few things because I'm trying to put it all. I'm, I'm going to the beach. I just need me a pair of flip-flops, some shorts. A bikini or well, two? Well, some some tops, some blouses. <laughs> a bikini? And, you know, some underwear and some pajamas and stuff to, you know, comb my hair with and stuff like that. Not a whole lot of makeup because I don't wear a lot anyway, but I'm going to get dark. Now, so I, I, see, sunscreen, I, I made a promise it. to these the, the listeners. We would never dodge a question on this program. And you've dodged my bikini question three times already. You said we. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. Yeah. So, but I, okay, since we are one flesh, if you wear your bikini, I'll wear mine. Ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. One time I did have the bikini on, and one of the grandkids said, Grandma, Grandma, I don't understand the triangles. <laughs> so maybe we don't. Where? But see, you influenced her because now she's wearing them. <laughs> yeah. She's grown yeah, up a little bit. Now that she's 16. Hey, the point of all that was to, to remind you that for the next two weeks after tomorrow's program, we're going to be off the air live for two weeks, and we're going to be presenting to you a parenting series that I did, I don't know how many years ago now, but it was some years ago, uh, and it is by far the most popular and listened to uh, series of Bible studies I've ever done. And we just thought uh, while we're gone, uh, it would be uh, an opportunity to uh, give you some help with parenting. Um, We hope you enjoy it. Um, There'll be one study each day, two half hours. It'll be edited, and then we'll um, we'll, uh, just wait till we get back in July. But we're going on vacation, and we would appreciate your prayers. Paul, as always, we want to hear from the Lord. Uh, um, You know... It'd be one thing to say, you know, just leave the church behind for a little bit. But we're taking a lot of church with. No, a lot with, of church is just going with. Yeah. Them. And then they all find out, you know, church at the beach. 
And we had somebody the other day said, oh, we, we can invite ourselves on to your vacation? Yeah. Well, <laughs> talk to the other folks because they're going to be there. So, yeah. You know, years ago, Church on the Beach is a good subject because sometimes God just does some stuff that mm-hmm. you don't expect. You and I would get up on Sunday mornings and go to church at Calvary Chapel in the area. And, um, you know, it got to the point where it was like, you know, this isn't really blessing us. Yeah, it's not Calvary Chapel San Antonio, yeah, what yeah. we're used to. And so um, you said to me, so well, why don't we just have church? That was the Sunday that we were supposed to have our family photos on Saturday. And the photographer couldn't come on Saturday, so he was going to come on Sunday, which meant we weren't going to be able to have go to church at our normal hours. So that's what happened. Um, I said, we could have church here. We got a pastor. I can sing a little bit. We got three of the grandkids right here. That's church. <laughs> so that's how that started, and then it just it just grew. Yeah, and so so we we had church that year, and we had a little a courtyard in the place we were staying. Mm-hmm. And the next year we kind of outgrew it, and the next year we outgrew that. And the next year they us. kicked us all yeah. out. Said, <laughs> said you can't be having church out here. And so we moved up the beach a little bit in a bigger place. And uh, it's amazing. We know a lot of people in the San Diego area, mm-hmm. uh, people that, that, that used to come here, military transfers, or, or people that moved back to, to Southern California. Mm-hmm. All of our um, kids and All of our kids and grandkids yes. are there. And uh, so we, we started having church. And, um, you know, we've had a couple hundred people show up at church for <laughs> church on the beach. Yeah, I think one time, let's see, the, the first, well, the second time we had it, we, we're in that little one it was a studio, and 18 people from Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, <laughs> came to see us in that little studio uh, bungalow. It was a bungalow. If you, you put the bed down, it was a bedroom. If you put the bed back, then it was a living room. <laughs> and when you put the bed down, it was a bedroom for the night because there wasn't enough room. If there was any kind of an emergency, nobody could have got in or out. <laughs> so... <laughs> But we had 18 people show up that year. The next year, from Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, 31 people. So that's why the lady said, oh, you mean we can invite ourselves <laughs> on your vacation? Well, yeah, just talk to anybody here at the, at the church. We'll see you next, uh, next summer. But see, because at the, you have to imagine the beach. There's a boardwalk at the, at the beach at Oceanside. Yeah. And there's a lot of people walking by. So there's there's always people, what are you doing? And what's going on? And there's a bunch of vendors there the vendors, as well. Yes. And um, um, two years ago, we looked out. And last year, we couldn't do it because of COVID. Yeah, so uh, we, none we, of us we, got yeah, to we go. We didn't go on a vacation. Yeah. And um, uh, this vendor um, started crying. And he said, you know, I've been away from the Lord. I knew I need to get back in church. And God's so good. He brought church to me. Yeah. And we have tons and tons of stories like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get saved, other people recommit their lives, uh, and it's just a really neat thing to do. And, um, you know, we can't tell people, no, you can't come, because yeah. we're on vacation. We're trying to get rid of you for two <laughs> weeks. We can't do that. But but it's been really neat, and, um, you know, they bring people with them, yeah. and, uh, you know, our, our once-a-year church on the beach just keeps on growing yeah. and growing and growing. Yeah. A lot of the people, you know, who are now at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, came from California. And so when they go back, it's like, we're going to have church at the beach. You guys should come. They're like, okay. Yep. And so, so all family those relatives. members and people come, yeah. Yep. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really neat outreach, and yep. I, I enjoy doing it. Uh, we, we travel with Pastor Elaine and Joss mm-hmm. and their family. So we, we've got uh, worship. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so funny uh, two years ago. When uh, they started seeing it was the whole Mac family, mm-hmm. and uh, there there was five of them doing it, and um, um, five of the six, mm-hmm. and and uh, Grandma Paula and Grandma Paula was there, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they started singing, and when the whole Mac family started singing, our granddaughter Asia, because they were all, that that whole side of the family was pretty close to where the worship was, and Asia started noticing that. All of them in the Macasadia family can really <laughs> sing. And and I, I saw her turn to her sister and say, the Arbaugh's can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just great. And so we get to see our grandkids and our, our, our kids, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so we're looking forward to it. So we don't miss church. 
we actually take church with us. Now, this year, uh, we've got a radio listener from Northern California who's going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we just found out some other people from here were going to get in their van and go, and they're going to be there. And, and so uh, who knows how big Church right. on the Beach is going to be this year. But it's just really great to see people. And, and one of the real advantages, Paula, of us taking people with us or them just coming to where we are mm-hmm. is we know that those people are going to be sharing Jesus with people on the fringes. On yeah. the out- so, yeah. so it's just it's uh, a neat opportunity it for is. us. It is. And some of the vendors have been there for years because we've been going to Oceanside for I don't know how many years. But even the lady at the donut shop, She's looking forward to you. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, she she's my main squeeze out there because I, I, there, there's no donut places like that here. Yeah. So she comes in, and, and it doesn't matter. We've been going here, what, 14 years? At least. Yeah, for, to, to the same place. To the same area. For, for same area for vacation. Uh-huh. And so we walk in that donut. It's an old Winchell's donut mm-hmm. now. And, uh, and um, she's Asian, and they make donuts just as good as Winchell's ever did. Yes. And that's when we grew up, so that's mm-hmm. like, our wheelhouse and I, I remember she walked in and she goes I've been waiting for you yeah <laughs> and, so and she's got my donut order ready she knows <laughs> what knows I want what yeah want. so that's so cool yeah so so I have to be careful on vacation not to gain weight yeah you do mm-hmm. you so do. back to my question are you ready for vacation I I, I kind of am yeah. uh, you know you were the worst one because this week Monday when you woke up you know usually I hear you go uh Ouch, you know, because you're trying to stretch and get get the old bones going. This time, you said, uh-oh, and I was like, uh-oh, what? <laughs> what now? And you said, uh-oh. I was like, what? I'm in vacation mode. I was like, no, you cannot be in vacation mode yet. <laughs> we got another whole week. You have got to stay on task. Come on, Pastor Ron. You got a Wednesday. No, you still have. Yeah, you have a Wednesday, yep. a Friday, and su- Sunday, and prayer and pastor's class, On you Sunday. cannot be in vacation mode yet. But it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's why I go walk with Jesus every day and say, Jesus, today at my own free will, I choose to serve you. Uh-huh. And and he needed a little extra push, a little <laughs> extra help for me. You can do it. You can do it. Just you can. You but can. but we're, we're tired. Yeah. Um, um, and, and we're ready. Mm-hmm. I, I think we didn't get to go last year because of COVID. And, um, you know, that's always a real valuable month or valuable couple week, of weeks, 12, 12 days we yes, go. Yes, absolutely correct. Um, um, I, I don't like to miss two Sundays in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a real valuable time. And this year, uh, something we've never done before, um, I'm taking Pastor Ken and May and the kids with us, too. Um, we've just never, we don't get to spend time together. Mm-hmm. You know, I love him. He's a son to me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we we just don't get that opportunity because one of us always has to be here. Mm-hmm. So we sort of fix things up and we're holding our breath a little bit, but but I'm sure everything will be fine. But um, he and I are going to get to spend some time and and uh, maybe just all relaxing together. We'll we'll uh, we'll really hear what the Lord has to say to us. Yeah, so cool. I was thinking, I was, you know, I'm the funny one in our family. You're more the serious guy. <laughs> I'm the one that when it gets too serious, I have to kind of bring some some levity, brevity to it or whatever. Anyway, so I was thinking about vacation, Pastor Ron. So I was, I don't know why I was reading in Second Timothy, but I was. So in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Okay, here you go, Pastor Ron. Here's your charge. Preach the word. And you do that, okay. Be prepared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, okay, I'm ready for vacation. Uh, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. That's tiring. That is very, very tiring. You got you preach the word, and it's got to be the word. It can't be your interpretation or what anybody else thinks or says or whatever. That's That can be tiring. And then you got to be prepared in season and out of season. That means you're always on, always on. You cannot take a break. And then correct, rebuke, that's rough, you know. I mean, stop doing wrong and learn to do right, it's basically. heartbreaking. Yeah, it's heartbreaking and encouraged. But the thing is, with great patience and careful instruction, because you can't be like Moses who struck that rock twice, you know. And then 
for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. The time is here. And, and, and that's tiring because, you know, you see the devastation that comes into people's lives because they're not putting up with sound doctrine. They're taking in and putting up with anything and everything that goes, and you know the end of that is not going to be good. That's tiring. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear, which means they turn away from listening to what true teaching is to others. And so I'm sure you, you know, I don't read all your emails or anything. I'm, I'm sure you get some that say, you don't know what you're talking about. That's tiring. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's rough. But you, Pastor Ron, Keep your head in all my, my name isn't actually in the passage, but it applies. Yeah, no, it applies. I'm just, you know, I, I know, I'm just putting you in there. But you, keep your head in all situations. You can't have a bad moment. I mean, you're here on the radio, and and you got to keep your head in all situations, even when those when you get some of those calls that are trying to, you know, bite at you, kind of a thing, and. It, you know, challenge you. You got to keep your head in all situations, and it's just a real pleasure when I'm at home. I'm thinking, man, it's a good thing he's called to be the the host on that show because mm, I might not be so generous, but <laughs> the Holy Spirit would get me, I'm sure, so and help me out. But endure hardship. Endure hardship. You know, there's the people that I I some I know. You know, especially those men who have been involved in sexual immorality and you have told them over the years, if you don't stop it and stop it now, things are going to get way worse. You're playing with fire and you will be burned. And then when they lose their wife and their, their children and the wife and the children get the house, you know, and why he's, would God and, do this and to he's me? out. Yeah. Yeah. Why would God do this to me? And, and, and I said, I'm sorry. And you know, and he's hit his wife too many times, but I said I'm sorry, and now she's like, "I've had it. You've got to go." Um, endure hardship. That's rough when they don't listen. Do the work of an evangelist. You know, I mean, every every time the church is open, and you always say this, you go, you say this when you do the altar call. If I'm not faithful to do an altar call, you know, it's like Jesus would say, "Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you ask him?" I gave you this platform. You got, you're supposed to ask them. But the hardest thing is when you know that there's people out there that should have come forward or raised their hand during the pandemic and not come forward, whatever, um, and they don't, whew, that's tiring. Mm -hmm. And then discharge all the duties of your ministry. It's time for vacation, Pastor Ron. <laughs> we got to go. Because <laughs> you got to go and get refreshed, as does your wife, because, you, you, yeah. You know, we, de we deal with, and it's just part of the call, and, and uh, I'm in no way complaining about this, and I'll make that clear, I hope, but uh, we deal with heartbreak. We lose people. Um, uh, in a church with as many people as ours, there's always a serious illness, and we're watching families go through devastating things, and um, you know, we're always afraid one of those things is going to happen while we're on vacation. Man, we but had that for and, and years. Yeah, it seems like it happens. Yes. Um, but, but, um, you, you know, it's just, it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to do this. Uh, today, this morning, we got word that, uh, a, a man, a dear man that we love, um, went to be with Jesus. Um, um, so the, the father of one of my former elders, and the only reason he's not an elder anymore is they moved to Colorado. His job. Yeah, his job. And, um, um, I, I was just so grateful. Uh, I, I sent my former elder, an email, and just said, you know, thank you for bringing your dad. He'd come down here. He'd make trips down here, regularly check up on his dad. His dad's getting up there in age. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time he'd come, he'd bring his dad. I said, you know, I got to see him less than two weeks ago. He was there Sunday before last. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to talk to him and hug him. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, he was always uh, um, just a joy to be around. Um, he was very blunt and very direct, mm -hmm. and uh, I could tell when, when he liked what I was saying because there'd be these loud amens or mm -hmm. hallelujahs or mm -hmm. praise the Lord's. And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it, 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 seeing him less than two weeks ago, 
uh, made today easier for me. Yeah, it did. You know, yeah. I, I got a chance to hug him and mm -hmm. tell him how much I loved him mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so, so those are just the kind of things that pastors deal with. And, uh, you know, there might be somebody saying, well, well, I'm called to be a pastor. In fact, somebody just called into the, to the program um, with a desire to be a pastor. Uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's tiring. Um, it can be frustrating. Um, you need your vacations and times to get away. But it is the greatest job in the whole world Absolutely. because you get to share in 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 the work that God, Almighty God, mm -hmm. is doing uh, in the lives of people who are um, just an amazing thing to be a part of. Mm. Yeah. Hey, let's take a phone call. We've got Rhoda from San Antonio on line one. Rhoda, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, you guys. I just wanted to tell you. I tried after the ladies' retreat, and I received my Bible that beautiful wife of yours sent me, and um, I just appreciated it so much. My friend um, Cheryl and I went to the ladies' retreat. It was our first time to ever go to your retreat, and we were just so filled when we left, and it was so wonderful. Um, our sweet little roommate was Michelle Adams. She was a precious, mm. precious person. She just mm. lit up the room. She was so sweet. And Trisha, Trisha washed my feet. She and I oh. had kind of connected a couple of times during, um, you know, because she was in the doorway when you'd walk in to go eat. And, you know, she always had a smile on her face. And we just kind of connected, you know, eye contact kind of thing and just hello, hello. Mm -hmm. And then when I walked up to her, I had my head down and I looked up and I realized she was the one. And I just, it was just, it did me in because I felt <laughs> the Lord was, you know, mm. <laughs> everything about it was just wonderful and i tried three times to email y'all after i got the bible and after my friend cheryl got hers to thank y'all and it was weird it just disappeared I'd, I'd written all this stuff put the names down and how much i'm you know how much i enjoyed it and all the good things about everything was wonderful the ladies were wonderful the fruit the food the fellowship everything and it just it just erased and then i tried again and the same thing, and I'd go back to my email and try to find, you know, how you send an email that saves a copy. No, nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh, Satan, no, not today. And, and apparently it was that day because I, I tried three times within a week, and I gave up. <laughs> I was like, I'll just call him when she's there on a Thursday. But God bless you both for your ministry. San Antonio is a better place because of y'all. I'm so glad oh, that God yeah. told you to come here all those years ago. We listen to y'all yeah. all the time and love you both dearly, and you deserve, and I can't wait to hear what a wonderful time you have on your vacation. Oh, Rhoda, uh, God bless you. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And that really wasn't oh, the devil that, that wasn't the devil who, who made that go away. This call was absolutely perfect, not only for Ron and me, but for several others who are listening. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, Michelle Adams, bless her heart. She is, she's, she's doing one of your sweet summer devotions. She will be she? the next speaker on oh, July she, 5th. July 5th. So mm -hmm. Michelle will be, um, uh, that's good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on in their lives, Josh and Michelle's lives right yes. now. And uh, I'm excited to see yeah. what the Lord. See, that's 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 another thing about what we do. Mm -hmm. We get to see God take these young people who are sort of in the world, staggering around, and give them direction. And believe me, when um, um, the Holy Spirit hit Josh and Michelle's heart, um, man, they have been on point mm -hmm. and and focused in serving. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a good year. You know, Paul is a pastor. There's nothing that you like hearing more. And somebody said, you know, your people are doing what Jesus would have them mm -hmm. do. Absolutely. And I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, Rhoda, that call was directed by the Lord. Even if the enemy tried to get in there, you know, the Lord is the one who let that happen. So well, thanks see, for the call. And see, she convinced me that my computer is demon-possessed. Because <laughs> that, that kind of stuff happens to me all the time. <laughs> Just for the radio program, it just went black. Ooh, for that's no right, that's exactly right. Yeah. And oh. I don't know how to do all this stuff either, so <laughs> I think that's great. Rhoda, thank you very, very much. Let me see. We've got three, two minutes. Let me do this. Uh, we had uh, somebody call in, Paul anonymously, say, when someone has a desire to become a pastor, do they have to be ordained by an elder or do they need to be ordained at all? How do you become a pastor? Uh, anonymous, you need to be ordained.
And, uh, and, and ordination is simply a recognition um, that, that God is doing something in your life. Um, and so it's not an elder or, or another pastor. You need to be recognized by a church. Uh, we have uh, have uh, have uh, planted, I don't know, 33, 34 churches in, in the years that we've, that we've been here, Paula. And uh, all of the pastors uh, that we've sent out with those churches, um, we saw God was doing something in their lives. We recognized it. But they served faithfully. They were part of this body. They served faithfully. They did uh, important things and they did unimportant things. Um, they, 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 they were men that... Others could see the hand of God upon them. So ordination is just recognition. And so, yeah, nobody can send themselves anonymous. So um, um, share your desire with your pastor. Uh, tell him, you don't, I'm not trying to be a pastor here. I'm just, this is what God's put in my heart. And then invest in it. Um, I don't know where you are in San Antonio, but every other Saturday when we're in town, I have a pastor's discipleship class. Uh, you're more than welcome to come and enjoy that. Call the church office if you want more information on it. Well, Paula, we're at the end of the first half hour. 340-9585. We'd love your live calls and questions. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the program. It is the date day edition of the program. That means you get the opportunity to pick up the phone and talk with Paula. I won't butt in. I'll just let her talk. But 340-9585 or toll-free... 877-630-KSLR. Let's take an anonymous phone call on line one. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, how you doing? We're doing well, thank you. Can you hear me? Wonderful. I can hear you well. Um, I had a question. I have a question. Um, the Spirit has been putting it on my heart to talk to my aunt, and my aunt is a lesbian. She's living with uh, a girl. And I don't know how I'm going to go about talking <laughs> to her about this. Because, you know, I love my aunt. She's my aunt. Um, and I respect her as my elder. But, um, you know, at the same time, I know that she's living in sin right now. And, yeah. uh, and she thinks it's okay. You know, she's a Catholic, and she thinks that going to... Her little confessions in the box there is good enough, and but I don't think she even confesses this because she is so in love with this woman. How do I go about approaching that kind of subject with somebody like my aunt? Yeah, an anonymous family is always the most difficult place to to share your faith, but I, I personally think it's it's also the most important place. These are the people that you care deeply for the people that you love. And if you love somebody, you got to tell them the truth. Now, I wouldn't talk to her about her homosexuality. I would talk to her about Jesus. Uh, and just, just share share what God has done in your life. Um, giving your life to Jesus has changed everything you can tell her. And, and share Jesus. That's all. Just share the gospel. Jesus Christ became a man so that he could identify with, and we humans could identify with him. God became a man. He lived a perfect life. He, he was put to death on a cross. And no matter how the world tried to, to, to put him out of the, their consciousness, he didn't stay dead. And because he rose from the dead and because he's coming back again, then it's important for you to understand that you must be born again. Being Catholic or being raised Catholic isn't going to cut it. You must be born again. Jesus himself said that. And just share Jesus with her. And uh, if she opens the door to talk about her homosexuality, you can say, yeah, homosexuality is a sin in the same way if I was living in a heterosexual relationship with somebody that I wasn't married to. That would be sin. But Jesus, you see, died for the sins of the world. And those sins can be forgiven 
And because he's coming back again, we need to take this seriously. And then the only other two things you can do, and I think this is really a key, is one, you've got to be at a place where, where she can see your joy in the Lord. She's got to be able to see that something's happened to that nephew of mine and, um, and let the Holy Spirit leave that with her. And, and I promise you, he'll work on her. And then, of course, the other thing that you can do for her is pray continually. But, but again, make sure your life is on display so that when you leave, uh, I'll put it in the words of the Apostle Paul, um, to those who are perishing, you're the aroma of death. But to those who are living, those who are, 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 are seeking truth, you are the fragrance of life. And the Holy Spirit will use that. So pray for her. God bless you. I appreciate the call very, very much. Paula, those are always hard things with family because, you know, the family knows you the best. They know what a jerk or jerkette you used to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they don't want to be preached to by somebody. You're just a hypocrite like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, a lot of times, family members who knew us before think this is just another phase, phases that they've seen us go in and out of a whole bunch of times. Yeah, that's, that is true, but a whole lot of family members have watched that phase turn into a lifestyle, but they want to bring up the past so that they don't have to deal with their mm-hmm. present and even consider their future. And so um, you just keep, as, as Pastor Ron was saying, um, Show your joy. And it's not just about the homosexuality. She might drink. She might curse. I mean, there's all kind of other things that... We're all condemned. We're all condemned. That's why we need to be born again. And, you know, one of the things to to remind her is that that from your perspective, heaven wouldn't be heaven without her. So you just want her there and show her that's the kind of love. That's your motive Mm -hmm. for telling her. It's not attacking homosexuality. Uh, it's just about this one thing, this one thing. You know, I love listening to the radio program because um, I'm learning not only what to say, but how to say it. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful that the Lord called this radio program into being. Um, so, anyway, I'm going back just real quick for vacation. <laughs> I just forgot vacation mode for a moment. Now I'm right back there. No, no, no. We're going to go on vacation. In Isaiah 40, um, it says that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. So he doesn't really need a vacation because he's God. But he understands us. He gives strength (laughs) to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Right on the beach, when we set our little towel out there in our chaise lounge, and we're looking at the big, vast ocean, and we we hear that sound, and we feel that refreshing uh, ocean breeze, your strength will be renewed, Pastor Ron. (laughs) There's a guarantee right here. We will soar on wings like eagles, Run and not grow weary, walk and not be faint until this time next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's vacation right there. The creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't grow tired or weary, but he understands us. So he says, come away with me. Babe. Oh, that's Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> that's vacation right there too, right? That's vacation. There you go. So... For all of you who we will be leaving behind, <laughs> and all of you from Capitol Chapel, San Antonio, who will be there, <laughs> it is still our vacation. So we're going to see you a little bit, but then you all got to go. <laughs> I'm taking my man on vacation. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm learning, you know, not only what to say and how to say it on this show. Um, and, and, you know, yesterday I had a phone call um, while the show was going. At, you know, I'm not at home listening to the show and then my phone is ringing and I'm like man who's calling me don't they know I'm listening to Pastor Ron on the radio I, I'm learning stuff you know <laughs> and it rang like three times and I saw the name of who it was and it was like the Lord said you need to answer this so I answered it and, and this is what I got Mama Paula Mama Paula Mama Paula I was like what is happening 
what's going on? And this is the question. Will a Christian still go to heaven if they commit sin? I was like, first thing I said is, is this about you? Because a real Christian, we can't do that. You know, we don't have that right. Our bodies don't belong to ourselves. And she's like, no, 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 it's not for, not me. And so then we were able to talk. And so, um, you know, and, and if anybody's listened to this radio program for any length of time, you've had to answer that question several times. And so and then while I'm still talking with her and the radio program's still going on, um, the young lady who evidently committed suicide, her mother was calling the young girl who was talking to me. She goes, I gotta call Mama Paula right now. Thank you for talking to me. And you know, I was assuring her that if the person's truly born again, and she, she had said that the girl suffered from depression for many, many years, and, and I just was able to tell her, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes Christians lose that battle of fighting and, and they give in, but, but yeah, if the person was truly a born again Christian, that's not the unpardonable sin. But I got off the phone and I was thinking, thank you, Lord, that I knew not only how to answer, but what to say, you know? And a lot of it is, of course, I live with you, um, but listening to the radio program, coming to church, being in fellowship, and and learning what to say and how to say it. Um, and then she said, I gotta go, I gotta go. It's the, the mother of the other young lady. And so I'm I'm hopeful that she was able to encourage and comfort her with the same, mm-hmm. um, you know, words that I was able to share. Yeah, with and this her. is a young woman who is um, away freshman year in college. Yeah, she's. I out mean, of these state, are just these are just home. really hard oh. things. Mom, and dad, not there, and yes. so just really hard things. See, the Holy Spirit prompts you. You need to turn off Pastor Ron and listen to your <laughs> listen to the phone and and it's ringing. Paul, let's take a phone call. Our friend Jeff is on line one from San Antonio. Jeff. Thanks for calling. You've got Paula's undivided attention. Man, wow. It's Thursday. I'm, I feel like a happy caller today. I don't know. I'm not one of those kind of phone callers during the rest of the week, am I? No, you're You might be the one Paula's talking about, but no, it's okay. Oh, hey, Pastor, since you're taking half the staff with you, does that mean you're taking Sam and Dawn, too? Or are they going to California with you guys? Because... I imagine you need someone to do the broadcast of the service on the beach, and you know Sam would be the <laughs> ultimate. You know, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not doing the broadcast on the beach because I don't think anybody needs to see me in in a beach outfit. So uh, we're not doing it's that. No, actually, Sam and Don are taking vacation at the same time, but they're going the other direction. They're going to Florida with their with their their two of their kids, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so but but it's going to be at the same time. Not that Sam didn't try to come on this vacation, <laughs> because in the past we would go and and Pastor Ken and May would do the first week of the program. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the first week of the program, and then Sam was trying to get us get himself on our vacation in California that Ron and I could do the second week from California. I mean, he was working it, so we figured, did he put you up to this? <laughs> and he, you got a dollar coming. <laughs> oh, Two little man. things. Did you, do you remember that sweet little existential story? Uh, since y'all are from California, um, by Richard Bach, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. You remember? Sure. Maybe. Yeah, music, uh, by Richard Bach. It's got a beautiful soundtrack, and I could just imagine the I, two of you listening to it out you know, there. I, I was, I was a hippie, Jeff. Yeah. So you should you should look up the soundtrack. It's really super nice. There's a song on there called Be Free and the soundtrack's by Neil Diamond. I mean it's like perfect for, <laughs> oh my for the beach. Oh, yeah, you are one of those callers. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those callers right now, but I did want to make a yeah. comment about about Amber and uh I really appreciate that you've been that you've put those uh, sweet summer devotionals online because I just you know I listened this was the first one I listened to and I just I mean I was about I was pretty pretty blown away and so mm-hmm. uh, especially when she started off just saying you know I, I don't have anything to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she just sounds so you know so 
so sweet and demure, and then and then she started talking about. It. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have anything to say? Mm-hmm. What what a testimony, what a story, and how God has placed her where she is now, uh, mm-hmm. taking care of others that have surely. Oh, she sounds like the perfect person for that uh, for, for that play, for the home for ladies. And uh, so I'll have stuff to listen to while you're on vacation. I gotta. Listen to them and then go meet these ladies later and say hello. Mm-hmm. You know, nice to meet you. Yeah, it, so. It's it's great that they're so open, Jeff. I, I I keep telling the church all the time that that our testimonies have such power, enormous mm-hmm. power, uh, because there are people going through the same kind of things that you're going through, mm-hmm. or you've been through, and um, and they can see sort of a trophy for Jesus. Well, you mean I could turn out like that? And it gives them great hope. Yeah, in fact, the the question and answer time and then the prayer time that results after the teachings, amazing, amazing. There's great healing that happens. Um, there are wonderful questions of, so how did you and, and what happened? Did you ever with your parents or, you know, did anybody ever get saved? Those kind of questions always come up and the encouragement that comes from that and the instruction that comes through it is amazing but the openness because um you could tell as amber was talking she didn't realize didn't realize how tender she still was toward some of the things that had happened and in talking with a lady close to my age um she says you know people used to tell me just get over it and she said, you don't get over it. Now, the, the pain, the sting, it gets better, but you never get over being rejected by the people who gave you birth and the ones who are supposed to love and care for you. Amber's not over that. She's, she's being used, and the Lord has taken her up as his own, as she said, that God puts the lonely in family. So she realizes that. Ron and I say this all the time. Children, no matter what the age, want to hear from their parents, I love you and I'm proud of you. Not just the words, but how they live their lives around them. And that just didn't happen for Amber. And yet she has great understanding for those who have gone through the same thing. You know, Paula, uh, the, the, um, the, the concept of church is family. Mm-hmm. It's more important then we can communicate. And I think a lot of people get ripped off from that uh, in our mega church culture. You know, it's just to go in and get a big show and, and then you can kind of slide out and say a few hellos mm-hmm. and God bless you. Mm-hmm. But but church church was designed from the beginning to be a family. In the first century church, um, Jews, it was 100% Jewish, uh, the, the church was, and, and Jews would be disowned by their families. And so so it was vital that they connect to a to another family um, um, organism and uh, that's what church is supposed to be and that's what people call you mama Paula and 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 that's not just because you're old Um, it's 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 because this is a family and that's the way church is supposed to work I think we've missed out on some of that um, as a result of of um, our idea of bigger is better Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it is I think I think personally our church is too big um, when you can't know everybody and you can't um, minister face to face with everybody, uh, um, if I could see or when I could see, I should say, I look out and see people I don't know, and and then find out that well they've been coming for four years or they, you know, that's hard. But um, this whole idea of church's family is more important to our health spiritually yeah. than we can imagine. Mm-hmm. Jeff, thank you very very mm-hmm. much. We got Terry on line two from San Antonio. Terry, thanks for holding her on the air. Well, thank you for taking the call. I'm not going to interrupt your vacation plans, but uh, <laughs> I didn't receive it. I'm not, not again. Yeah, I always plan on coming, but you know, I haven't got there yet. Well, listen, today I got a, uh, a text from a friend who doesn't go to Calvary and, and uh, more of a progressive type church, and and. Uh, Older, older man, not our age, but an older man, uh, and uh, he's having four years. He's been married, and uh, they were having a baby. She's eight months old, or eight months long, along, 
and uh, they lost that. I got the text. And uh, besides just saying, you know, he said there's in great grief and pain and probably sometimes just a little bit of anger even, and who knows what. But I didn't want to respond improperly. What do you think would be an appropriate sharing your pain and grief and leave it at that or offer some hope of some kind without being preachy or just leave it simply sharing your pain? Yeah, I, Terry, I wouldn't. I, I never worry about being preachy. Uh, people, when they talk to me, you know, they know I'm a preacher, so so they, they kind of expect preachy. But, but I think um, when somebody suffered loss, um, all we can do is put our arms around them and cry with them. Um, we, we, we love rejoicing with those who rejoice. We've got to learn to mourn with those who mourn. And, and then there's always hope. Now, you use the, that cuss word, progressive Christianity. And, um, um, you know, the, the, the hope that we have to offer is that you will see this child again if you are born again. And, and the reunion will be wonderful beyond anything that you can imagine. But, but as your, your baby now is in the arms of Jesus, so too one day you can be and, and reunited with this child. And uh, so all is not lost. There's hope. But you must be born again. And then just kind of let the Holy Spirit take the conversation uh, from there where he's going to take it. But, but we, we've got to share their pain and their grief first. These are hard hard things um, we don't have to defend God well, God didn't do this um, later there's time for those kind of conversations but this is just about as you said sharing their grief and, and providing them hope Paul do you want to add anything? Yeah and a lot of times what happens too is you know at least maybe I've been guilty of this in the past when somebody's sharing their grief sometimes I'll say well you know I'll share my grief or I'll try to encourage them with, with some other story of somebody else when they really don't want to hear that or don't need to hear that. As the scripture says, just mourn with those who mourn. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jesus is here with you. He didn't cause this, that kind of thing, but he's going to be, he's with you. He'll never leave you, forsake you. And what Pastor Ron said about it. And we can share that Jesus' heart is broken and too. Jesus' heart, it was not supposed to be this way. Yeah. yeah. But just it has to be all about Jesus and how he would comfort, um, not our own personal, how he, he comforted us necessarily at that time. Of course, down the road, you know, we'll be able to comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have been comforted with. But in that moment, it's just mainly just mourn with, with those who mourn. Yeah, and the Lord will bring around them people who have gone through the exact same thing um, and, and, and that's for later. But I think initially, Terry, it's just a matter of grieving with them. Yeah. Um, you know, the psalmist writes, uh, David writes, uh, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Mm -hmm. And so um, while, while it's a, it's a, a sad day here, um, your baby just made heaven richer. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day you can be there with your child mm -hmm. and all of the memories, all the pain will be forgotten. Terry, sorry for your friend's loss. Mm -hmm. Pray for them mm -hmm. and uh, and show them hope. Show them hope. Paula, we're inside four minutes. This time went flying by today. It what do you, did. What do you, what do you want to share? It did. And, you know, um, even with Terry's call, um, you know, you were in 1 Corinthians 12. We're talking about all the gifts now, you know. Um, and uh, the gift of encouragement, Terry has that. Um, the gift of encouragement and then, uh, you know, I was, we talked to a young lady the other day. And she said, I haven't lost my, my gift of tongues, but I hadn't used it in a long time. And I was thinking, now that sounds like me. You know, I haven't lost my gift of tongues. And I, I'll pray in tongues every once in a while, but not like I used to. And so this week after Sunday's message, I went walking on Monday. And I probably prayed in my prayer language about the same amount of time that I prayed in regular language and just how exhilarating it was and so I was like yeah I, I, I get that and, and so you were saying we need to just kind of stir up those gifts again and you know I, with with 
I said, I, I'm so sick of COVID, but I'm so, you know, but with us being apart, so many people being apart from each other, and we got the mask and we're six feet away, whether we have a mask on or not now, and looking at people like, yeah, yeah, but we need to stir up our gifts again, our gifts of love, our gift of faith, mm-hmm. our gift of encouragement. Yeah, your gift of encouragement can't be a long-distance gift. <laughs> no, no. And, and, you know, I can text people. Uh, or email them or whatever, but a call is better. And, um, you know, I haven't been that great in the, the phone calls necessarily, um, but just to renew those gifts and or to say, Lord, um, my, my faith has been, like, shaken. Will you give me the, can you re- give me the gift of faith, Lord, to really, really trust you um, no matter what? And there's, you know, it's time to maybe either step out of the boat or take that second step of what God really wants, you know, us to do. It's time to be uh, expressing our faith and taking those steps. Well, we're just about at the end of the show. Paul, I want to take just a minute to thank one of our producers at the studio at KSLR, Mm -hmm. Rachel, Mm -hmm. who's leaving the show today. Today's her last day. She's moving on in her production career god has just blessed what what she's doing and uh, she just got to the point where she couldn't do both mm-hmm. so rachel thank you god bless you for your dedication your commitment and your faithful loyalty to the show uh, we are really sorry to see you go hey you've been listening to the word to stand on for life i'm pastor ron arbaugh from calvary chapel in san antonio texas may the lord bless you and keep you Um, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.